Do you like wine? Do you like charities? With One Hope Wine, you can do both. One Hope is an award-winning company in California that is built on hope and rooted in purpose. Go to JenAndCamsOneHope.com or JenAndCamsOneHope on Instagram for more information. One Hope Wine, changing the world never tasted so good. What's going on, everybody? Hi! Alright, cool. Now that y'all are paying attention, hi! It's Colin West, owner of Synergy Pro Wrestling, and you are listening to the Ringside Rant with RJ. What's up, Candy Lickers? Pleased to meet you. Nice to know me. It's me, your boy Casio. From Casio's Cut Podcast, among other things. And you are listening to R.J. Krasinski, host, Ringside Rant. What's up, Candy Lickers? Pleased to meet you. Nice to know me. It's the one and only comedian Matt Mitchell, a.k.a. Casio, host of Casio's Cut Podcast. And you're listening to Ringside Rant with my buddy, R.J. Krasinski. 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 Whatever it is. If you're hearing this message, you are listening to R.J. Krasinski's own podcast, Casio's Cut. Nope, that's mine. You should be listening to mine. Not sure why you're listening to Ringside Rant, but when you get through with it, listen to Casio's Cut podcast. Casio'sCut.com. This is basically a shameless plug for me, not R.J. This is Matt Vertigo from Synergy Pro Wrestling, the official New York drip, and you're listening to The Ringside Rant. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Ringside Rant, and welcome to Ranters Nation. Today, I welcome a man that, uh, if you don't know who he is, you damn well better figure it out very, very soon, because he is bursting onto the independent scene. He's the one. He's the only. He is Matt Vertigo. Matt, what's up, man? You're, Welcome to the show. You're, yeah, I'm doing fantastic, RJ. I'm glad to be here. I'm you here. know, like we were chatting before we got on, man. It's just like, it's so great to see that you're bursting onto the scene, like I said, uh, whether it be with uh, UWA or whether it be with Synergy or a plethora of other promotions that, you know, have the luxury of running during this difficult time. And, you know, I think we're in that, you're in that area now down the uh, downstate for me, as they say. I'm up hmm. here. In, I'm up here in upstate New York, down there in Jersey, and and the low lower New York, we should say. <laughs> yeah, um, bro, definitely lower New York. <laughs> <laughs> nope. And if you are down there, it's no no slam against you, but it's a way of saying that everybody's that's come on the show, they see I'm from New York. They're like, oh, you're from like you're on, are you on Long Island? Are you in you know you know you know like Flushing area or New Jersey? I'm like, no, no, I'm upstate. Oh, upstate like what like canada i'm like no <laughs> i'm like I'm, 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 outside, I'm outside of rochester like that middle spot <laughs> yeah yeah doesn't exist that's not new york it's either you're from the city or yeah. you're from canada <laughs> yeah. or, or anywhere in between you're like syracuse i'm like no no you go west like buffalo no 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 east oh so you're like like erie no i'm oh god you guys don't know ge- ge- uh, geography or whatever but uh 
<laughs> but no, yeah, it's seeing a lot of you know between like, with synergy and you got a lot of new, those New Jersey promotions that uh, obviously being a stone throw from you pretty much, right? Yeah, I'm. I'm to be honest, like I just love competing right now. I'm. I'm very focused on trying to get into every single promotion and basically work my way up and beat their champ. That's what I want to do. I want to fight everybody. Um, whether you're, whether you're small, whether you're big, whether you're a guy, whether you're a girl, it really doesn't matter. Um, I want competition. Uh, I've, I've focused my whole career on competition, but now it's like, I'm, I'm not waiting anymore. I'm going to take my shots. I'm going to take my opportunities. I'm going to force my way onto any show I can, and I'm going to beat your champion. That's, that's where we're at now in 2020. Yeah. Has that been pretty much your mentality starting within the last, we'll say within the last six, seven months, obviously since the uh, pandemic and has hit, and even before that, um, you, you get into the promotions like Synergy that have such a deep and talented roster. You know, how are you just basically saying, hey, it's going to be me. I don't care about anything else. Are you getting that mentality or how do you that mindset that you get when you work with these promotions like a Synergy that, like I said, have guys like an LSG who you're coming up with, you know, a KTB, Brandon Kirk. Um, you get Tony Depp in every once in a while. Um, how do you make like me- mentality get ready for to work for these types of promotions? Honestly, man, I'm just a tough dude. And I'm not going to leave it at that. All those names that you mentioned are all people that I've known for most of my life. And I see where they are, and I see how they carried themselves. And you, what better way to then carry yourself by not following what other, you know, not necessarily being a follower, but you see what other people do, you do it, but then you do it your own way. And that's basically what I'm doing. I'm going to do this my own way, but I'm going to reach their level. And that's where we're at. Yeah, because especially the way that the independent scene is now, whether it's New Jersey or or New York or Canada or California or points in between, there's just so much independent wrestling out there. It's like this whole this whole weekend. I was talking to Colin last night. I said, man, it's so great to see a lot of the guys like uh like a Tony Deppen or a KTB or Jordan Oliver on like a GCW event where they're doing the collective there in, in Indianapolis this weekend. And I'm like, man, I'm like, and you're, you're one of the names I brought up with. I'm like, dude, I can't wait to see guys like, like, uh, like Matt or, or, or like Joey Silver or, or, uh, or um, with uh, TJ Crawford, guys like that, just making those splashes and getting over there and seeing them face the great talent that's out there. And that's the thing is that they will. Um, a lot of people know how talented Synergy's roster truly is. And with having that much talent on one roster, you know that other people are watching. You know that other promotions are watching. So you know that at some point, eventually, all of us are going to end up making it somewhere else. And we're going to end up fighting each other all over the world. And that's the beautiful thing about pro wrestling is when you get enough talented and devoted and determined people you put them in one room something beautiful is going to happen and that's what's happened at every single synergy event 2020 every synergy event has been something extremely special because of the roster that colin has put together the man's a genius right now Mm -hmm. so 
you know, you got to respect that roster, dude. Everyone on that roster. There, there are people on TV. Look, look, look at our Warhorse. Warhorse is on our roster. Warhorse, just a few weeks ago, was wrestling on AEW Dynamite against Cody. Like, we got big names, dude. And we're going to keep getting bigger. Synergy's great. Well, that it's just like I, I constantly ask Colin, and he's and I, I apologize to him every time because I said, dude, how do you get, you know, how do you get these, you know, these guys putting on these types of matches? You're not, you know, you're getting your names out there. You're getting, like I said, with with Tony Deppin going on there. You got Ace Austin coming there. Um, Ace. But it's just like you're developing the younger talent, the uh, talent that nobody. You know, not everybody knows everything about like yourself or Joey or uh, TJ or, or Casey or whatever outside of that little, you know, that area of that northeast between Jersey to Ohio, Pennsylvania, Virginia, that area there. Um, and a lot of people that, you know, over the time that I've been doing this show, everybody's always been talking about, you know, the talent from the down south or out west or up far up north into Canada. I said, guys. You look at that little northeast region, you get your Ohio's, your Virginia's, your Maryland's, your Jersey's. Don't sleep on the northeast, Chicago's. man. Exactly. You don't you don't sleep on that northeast because you know, you don't see that very many uh, promotions like a synergy that with a, with an owner like Colin that says, "Okay, what do you want to do?" You know what I mean? You don't see that many promotions out there, you know? It's very true. It's very true. They need to People need to start paying a lot more attention to the Northeast as well as Canada. Canada yeah. is wild right now as well. Well, and, and it's and it's tough now, obviously with the epidemic, because obviously with the border being closed, they can't really, you know, you get your smash, you get your A Alpha ones, you get, um, you know, a lot of the C fours. C four. And. You get these guys that are from that region that are wrestling on, you know, your GCWs, your Impacts, guys like Josh Alexander, Ethan Page. Um, and it's just, you don't, I'll, I'll put these guys against anybody. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, you know, it, it's just amazing to see that. But um, now, how did you, you know, we're talking so much about Synergy. How did you get in? You know, you've been with, you know, you've been wrestling for the last, you know, I think about nine, ten years almost um how did you get hooked up with with synergy honestly it's just colin yeah. colin told me i think for shoot it was like 2018 in reality before 2018 i was kind of in my weird stage you know i was i was very young i wanted to do what i wanted to do i didn't necessarily really like listening i was very uh how can i say i was i was i was, I was childish Prior to, you know, 20, I'll say 2015, I was very childish. I ended up quitting wrestling and falling in love with it all over again and realizing how much I need to listen, how much I need to learn. You know, I got humbled. Um, and sometimes that's what it takes. Sometimes it happens young. Sometimes it happens early. But you need to be humbled and you need to be humble and just learn to do things the right way. And between the years of 2015, 2018, you know, Colin was basically right behind me. He was watching me, paying attention to me, seeing how I carry myself backstage, see how I carry myself in the ring uh, when, when I'm given advice, see how I handle that. You know, he, he's been watching me for a very long time. And in 2018, he came to me and he said, look, 
you know, I, I'm, I'm doing this promotion, Synergy. I want you to be a part of it, but I do not think you're ready. And when he told me that, you know, I don't necessarily want to say it put me in a bad space, but it put me in a space where I'm thinking, what am I doing wrong to not make this roster spot with a guy that I've known for so many years? Clearly, I'm doing something wrong. And I changed my attitude. And I changed my look. And I learned exactly what I needed to do. And look now, Colin called me and said, dude, you're ready. 2020, he called me and said, you are ready. I need you at this show. I need you to come at the show now. And then look what happened. Sometimes you just have to listen. Sometimes it's not just about your vision. And that's one thing that pro wrestling has taught me. It's not always just about what I believe needs to happen. Sometimes you need to listen, follow direction, and learn in order to get to where you need to be. And then you can elevate. And that's exactly what I'm doing now. That's why you're seeing me elevate because I put in that time. And that's what a lot of young wrestlers, I think, needs to. That's advice I could give to any young wrestler right now. Put in the time and just listen. Don't rush. Uh, Don't try to speed up the process. Get on shows like just train hard and listen to your trainers because they will get you over. Yeah. Yeah, And, you know, and it's also about, too, that I've seen, too, by talking to a lot of independent wrestlers over the time that I've been doing the show is like, you know, it's, it happens to be all about who you're getting put up against, who you're facing each and every time. You know, you could be in, like, we'll bring up this four-way you're in at the at the birthday show with Kate, like, mm-hmm. I think it was KTB and... Um, Alice Taylor and Whisper. Alice Taylor and Whisper. That match, and I told, I forgot who I was talking about, I couldn't remember, but I said, dude, that's going to be, even before the match, even before, even before you guys touched, I said, dude, this is going to be one of those matches that you know people are gonna be talking about because there's just so much talent in that ring right now and nobody knows about it that's the thing it's like guys out like i said outside that little you know couple square mile whatever the case may be you go out west to the midwest or something or down south nobody knows synergy i'm like guys why are you not you know you're on fight tv you're on iwtv you're online social media is if anything benefits you guys now because you get to see wrestling all across the country, across the world. Mm -hmm. And you may not necessarily be able to be there in person. I haven't missed a synergy show in probably the last since the epidemic, even before that, because I'm like, I know. And I told Colin this, I said, dude, how it's amazing. You look at that, that, that whatever card you, you can look at any card over the last six months, any, any card. There is absolutely no, you know, popcorn match. There's no, hey, let me go get a beer or go to the John or whatever kind of match. No, you, you miss something, so you're focus. missing something big exactly. every time. And I'm like, I tell, it's always a running joke. My, I'll watch it on, uh, on, on fight, and my wife's like, dude, you haven't moved in like three hours. I'm like, I, I can't move because if I move, <laughs> I'm going to miss something. And you know, it goes to the thing. I'm like, I'll have it on my TV on my Roku or something. And I'll put it on my phone and I'll go like, I got to go somewhere. I'm like, I'll put it on my phone so I don't miss anything. And it's like, you hear the echo. And my wife's like, you're nuts, man. You're nuts. <laughs> ah, you're just, you just know, like, you know, a really good show when you see it. Mm-hmm. And that's almost every single Synergy show. Like, there's no bad show. That's yeah. something you got to, you got to give Colin, man. He puts together yeah. some of the best 
wrestling shows. He does. Exactly. And I know and obviously with the coming coming up on the twenty fourth is gonna be no no different. No different. Um, you're going against you're one of the legitimate guys in Synergy right now with LSG. Um, guy's been all over the world. He's been in Germany. He's been in Alaska. He's been in ROH. You know, I, I asked him, I had him on last week's show, as you know, mm-hmm. and I said, dude, how are you preparing for a guy like Matt Vertigo that, you know, has, you know, not any damper on you or whatnot, but there's not a lot of tape out there on you. There's not a lot of met, which is benefits. Honestly, it benefits you because you can go out on, you know, honor club. You can watch LSG doing this or doing that, or you can watch him at synergy. You can watch him all across the world. And he's like, man, I'm just doing me. How are you preparing for going up against the veteran? We can, we'll call him a veteran of the business in LSG um, on the 24th. I'm going to be real with you. Um, Did you see, ROH, uh, Tony Deppin's debut in ROH against PJ Black. Yeah, it was for the tournament, right? Correct, for the pure yeah. tournament. Yeah, yeah. During that interview, and this is the very same situation. It's a very similar situation. During that interview with uh, Tony Deppin, he said that he can go on Google and 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 he can Google pj black's entire career history but you can't go and google his mm-hmm. and that's the exact when he said that that registered with me as well i can go on google and google anything i want about lsg i could learn all his moves i could watch any footage i want he can't do the same and that's going to be a huge disadvantage because he has no idea what he may be getting himself into and you get that, you know, you look at that quote unquote the tell the tape. Did you see all these all this time on ROH or Impact or WWE or whatever? The tell the tape. Dude, LSG, you know, he's not, you know, he's not the biggest dude in the world, but he makes up for it. Yeah, he's going still against a big guy, dude. Oh yeah. But he's going up against yourself, 6'5", 220, 225, depending on you know, depending on the time of the month or something. You may you know put on that corona weight or something. I don't know, but um, it's just, you know, it's one of those things where you get that David and Goliath kind of aspect too, where, you know, you get the wily veteran, you get the, you know, for better use of terms, the rookie of synergy, pretty much, um, being newer with the promotion. But, um, how have you adapted? You know, we were t- chatting before too, being six, five, two twenty. you say, no, oh, yeah, you used to be a cruiserweight, you know, at a buck 60, buck 65. Now you've put on all this weight, good, bad, and different muscle. And have you really adjusted yourself to being that that bigger dude? Or are you still doing that those cruiserweight moves? To be honest, it's a mix of both. You know, one thing that I prided myself on, especially in my training, is that I never stayed at one place. I always went to different schools. I always learned different styles. I always learned different things from different people. So to be honest... LSG may have the experience, but in my opinion, I have the the, the style. You know, LSG is it's gonna be a tough match. I'm not gonna sit here and try to you know play it off as if you know I'm not 
you know, trying my, I'm not going to be trying my hardest or, you know, training my hardest to try and go against LSG. But LSG is someone that I've known, another name that I've known for a large portion of my life. And the last time him and I hooked up at all, you know, training wise, like I said, I was that buck 75 cruiserweight, couldn't lift up anybody, barely hit hit a suplex without looking like I broke my knee. Like I couldn't do anything. He's messing with someone now that could probably power bomb him and toss him out of the ring with ease. And I don't know if he's ready for that. I think he may be coming into this match ready for cruiserweight Matt Vertigo, and he's might not be prepared for heavyweight Matt Vertigo. Yeah, because you're, like I said, bursting on the scene. You're taking on pretty much anybody and everybody that, you know, they want to put you against. And it's just a matter of time. And, you know, we'll get more of a little depth into it. But it's just a matter of time before you get to go against those guys like a KTB or Brandon Kirk or, uh, or Deppin or whomever on that roster right now, um, you know, to get you to that, you know, to that next level. Um now, one of the things that I noticed about you, too, is, you know, being um, from, quote unquote, downstate, uh, <laughs> you get that uh, the orange and the blue. Yes, you know, sir. Being up here in the, in the, we'll say upstate, you know, orange or blue, you're talking Syracuse. That's not the case with you. You're, I, my guess is you're probably a big Knicks fan, right? Huge. <laughs> Huge. I, I don't know if you want to admit that now, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, I will always admit that I'm a Knicks fan. I'm a Knicks fan. I'm a Mets fan. I don't care. Orange and blue, I rock it forever. I also love Syracuse as well, you know, um, I, with the mellow days. Listen, I, <laughs> orange and blue is a part of me, and I, I don't think that anything bad that happens to any of those teams – or school school point is that I, I don't think anything could stop me from being and supporting, you know, being a Knicks fan and supporting that organization. Like I love them, man. As much as they hurt my soul, I love them. <laughs> it's like, as you can tell me with myself being a Bills fan, that they've hurt me over the last. Oh, I'm sorry. Two decades. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, but I go back to the days of when I was growing up, when they had the NBA on NBC, you know, you'd always have the double header. You'd have a noon game, which was most likely going to be uh, the Knicks. Is this a and, Christmas game? No, no, this goes back probably, this goes back to like the Ewing days. Mm, okay, okay. I just remember the Knicks always play at noon on Christmas for whatever reason. Oh, no, yeah, I know, yeah. That, and that's what they trend, trends, transition to. But, you know, you get your Knicks game at noon, then you get your Lakers or Spurs or Clippers or whomever at four. And I just sit there and it's kind of oh. like wrestling, too. I just wear out, I'd wear the carpet down to nothing to the pad because I was sitting in front of the TV watching it. And, you know, I think now uh, uh, Ewing, he's over with, um, is he at Georgetown? He's in Georgetown. Um, I do know that the Knicks were trying – before they got um, the, the new coach, mm. they were trying to go after um, him, but he wasn't going to part ways with Georgetown. No, he's got he's got that good there too, and he's got that, that sweet spot there too. But I, th- I know he was, there with, um, he was with Houston for a little bit too as an assistant or something. 
he was with he was with a few. He was with Houston, I believe. He was also with um. It, I'm not sure if it was the Hornets or the Bobcats because you know that they changed their name one right. of these years recently. They changed it back to the Hornets. So uh, I'm not sure what team he was on at that point, but I do believe that he was also with the Hornets or the Bobcats. Yeah, yeah, it's just one of those, especially with the Knicks too. They've always had that nostalgic kind of feeling towards me, just because you know, growing up, you're watching. You know, you get the Patrick Ewings, you get the Allen Houston's, John Starks. It's like, man, that's when like nowadays it's like okay you touch somebody and it's a foul it's like then you you get fist fights between them and the pacers you know <laughs> seriously basketball has definitely changed a lot um some for the better some for the worst there are a lot of rules that i believe that needed to be you know implemented because people were getting hurt a lot from certain things but a lot of rules i also believe are you know complete garbage that they're just being kind of soft. So the the NBA has changed, but I believe that, you know, more changes might be coming mm-hmm. uh, real soon. I think that a lot of changes are coming, especially with uh, people uh, hurting their ankles a lot, even with the whole landing in someone's zone being a foul. I think that that's going to get up to something. Maybe it might become a technical if you land in someone's zone or whatever. I don't know, but I, I, I I'm not too happy about, the officiating now i do wish that we can go back to a little bit more harder old school especially since you know if you go into any park in new york that's how they're gonna play mm-hmm. you know any man any real grown man playing in new york or any of those other you know chicago any any big basketball city philly any big basketball city you're gonna get hit and you're gonna finish the the shot or you're gonna like you know th- th- there's no tip tap kind mm-hmm. of fouls there's no like I, I just believe that some of that needs to go away. It needs to toughen up the NBA a little bit, especially yeah. since to be in the NBA, you got to be so tough anyway. So, yeah, and it, you see that with, honestly with any sports, whether it be basketball or football or baseball or whatever, you know, they're basically they're adjusting to the times, they're adjusting to um, making sure they're taking care of their athletes because mm-hmm. you're seeing a lot of these, you know, post concussions and all this with football and what have yeah, you. Yeah, football like, is, has gotten wild. But, but you know, it's just like they're still putting, you know, not I'm not gonna say fans in the stands because that's not possible right now. But you know, you're starting to see a lot Western of in Florida. <laughs> yeah, well, especially for yeah, but now then you get all these cases. You know, with the Tennessee, they had another case this morning as recording and. You know, it's just like, what? You know, I, I get it. You want to get it out there and fine. That's great. But it's like, OK, at the end of the day, you got to think about, you know, those players, coaches, people that are you know working at that facility. But um, but yeah, no, it's just like we got this uh, was game six tonight between the Lakers and the Heat. Yep, tonight. I'll be watching that. Man, Let's that's, go Heat. I, I just, you know, ever since, you know, Kobe's untimely passing and I'm like, dude, it's just going to be the Lakers year, man. It's just that fate that you have that you know you get lebron there and it's just like man he's just gonna go you get a ad there it's like they got that team now where it's like man i wish walton was still a coach because they really wanted walton to get a, i wanted walton to get a title you know um, i know what you mean man just going back with him and his dad and i watched him when he was with uh he's from went to arizona right yeah and i'm like dude he was just with that stack team there with there when arizona was like really really good in the back of the day out of the pack 10 and uh and just those days of watching arizona and ucla going head to head man that was just something else to see 
Man, I wish I was able to uh, experience it. See, for me, a lot of my basketball, because I was never really huge into basketball, especially when I was young. Mm -hmm. I was very heavily into baseball. My dad loved baseball. He likes basketball, too, but he he had a strong love for baseball. So I was really heavily into baseball when I was young. And then, to be honest, my basketball fandom started with Melo. Seeing Melo in Syracuse, I was like, whoa, this guy is awesome. Then he went to the Nuggets. I started watching him on the Nuggets and JR. And then they came to the Knicks, and I was like, all right, I love the Knicks now. (laughs) (laughs) I was never really a big Knicks fan until Melo came to the spot. When Melo came, I I followed Melo to the Knicks, and then it just stuck. I wanted to be a Knicks fan forever. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, and like I said, usually it's been one of those things where people kind of don't want to admit that. But, uh, hey, you know, hey, you know, you like who you like. You know, it's like abuse. Usually up here in the Northeast, you're used to talking about the, the Buffalo teams. By me, anyways, you get the abuse between the Sabres and the Bills. But, hey, you know, it is what it is. It's, it's, uh, it's what makes sports great. Exactly. It's exactly. See, that's some smart stuff right there. That's exactly <laughs> what makes sports fantastic and it's the same thing with wrestling too you know you don't have to you know whether you like the AEWs, whether you like wwe or nxt or impact or you know new japan whatever there's just so much christ even with the independent scene as you know the way that independence now is you know you get gcw's you know you get your limitless you get you know a lot of these you know you get the warrior out of chicago these great promotions you don't necessarily yeah, have to watch out of chicago there's just a lot it's, just it's like, all over the place. Every state, there's gonna be something. Yeah, it's just like it's just un unreal. But you know, with that being said, you know, you get the whole for people that don't follow you on Twitter, you know, you get that the New York drip movement. That's right. How how did how did that get started? You know, how did that get started? How did you, you know, is that you know a lot of people? Oh, it's just a gimmick. It's just a whatever. I. From the outside. I don't think that is. That's how, you know, that's you, man. You know? It's 100%. I've always been like that. Um, I never really, I always wanted to try and find, you know, something that I really actually enjoyed and put that, like me, myself, you know, Matthew, I really enjoy and, and, and put that into wrestling. I never, I, ne- I always wanted to, I don't necessarily say I want to be myself because I'm, you know, it, it's always going to be a little bit different, but. Um, on my end, uh, when I first started wrestling, you know, I had the rave gimmick. I was doing like, you know, part glow sticks and raving. And that was something that connected to me at that time. And then I upgraded. I did like video game gimmick. And then I went to anime gimmick. And then, you know, I settled down. And I that that's when, you know, I said that 2015, 2018, like span of time, you know, I started to think about other things that I really enjoyed and other things I really wanted to do. And I just, the drip movement pretty much started from, you know, me really enjoying like designer stuff. Like I I enjoyed designer clothing. I enjoyed designer shoes. Um, I love, I love gold, you know, I love having jewelry. So it's like, it just kind of started and I want, you know, other people to experience those joys in life as well. You know, I got, I'm, I'm experiencing my joy in life and that's what the drip movement really is all about. It's not necessarily just about the chains and the gold and the, 
you know, the, the flashing diamonds and stuff. That's not what it's really about. It's really about the drip movement is about, you know, being happy with what you're doing, you know, enjoying who you are and what you have. You know, the drip movement for you could be Power Ranger helmets, you know, the drip movement for you could be your action figures I see right there, Syracuse. Yeah you know hats and shirts and that could be your drip movement it's not just about gold it's about happiness bro the drip movement spreads happiness yeah you know and that's one of the things too it's just like we mentioned with the whole you know different avenues to get wrestling you know whether it be social media whether it be streaming stuff it's just in a a constant sometimes constant negative world correct you have i keep telling people whether i'm on shows or i talk to people or whatever i said dude you guys got to do you man don't worry about you know this show or that show or this wrestler or that wrestler do you you have to worry about you if you are happy in your own skin that's what matters exactly Um, and that's where you know especially with us we'll go social media is the impact that it has on wrestling today or we'll say wrestling just because it's just so much out there Mm -hmm. It could be so beneficial to you, but it also could be so detrimental to you as well at the same time. You know, how have you adjusted, you know, you know, you go back, like you said, you go back to 2011, 2010, 2009, whatever the case may be, when you first started, when you're thinking about first getting started. Social media wasn't that. It was prevalent, but it wasn't as prevalent as it is now. How, no. have, you, how have you adjusted over that time? Like you said, when you got back 2018, 19, and then obviously here to 2020. How have you how have you adjusted your whether it be your your work your you know getting yourself over kind of thing with the with the uh, social media? Honestly, it's all about like I said, it's all about listening and learning from the right guys. Um, I never wanted to open a Twitter. Being honest with that, I never wanted to open an Instagram. I just wanted to wrestle. I didn't want to deal with uh, especially 2015, you know, 14. I did, I just wanted to wrestle. I wanted to go up against talent. I didn't want to share media. I didn't want to share shows. I didn't want to have to be all over social media and, and answering messages and, you know, being on podcasts and, you know, signing. I, I didn't want that atmosphere. I just wanted to wrestle. That was the only thing I wanted to do. So listening to the right people is very important. Taking advice is very important. Accepting criticism is very important especially in this business. So, and that's exactly what I did. You know, I, I was told, you know, open up a Twitter and start, you know, tweeting the fans. And I did, I was told, you know, start making, you know, videos on YouTube. And I did, I was told that I need to start posting my, you know, my workout regimen. I need to start sharing more about myself with fans, with promoters, you know, I need to start sharing. And I took it upon myself to really, focus on that and you know i could say that over just six months of being really really focused about it i feel like i've come further in these past six months seven months eight months than i have in the past 10 years you know it's all about listening and and doing the right thing you know you said listening too but you know you see a lot of the, the negativity out there how have you overcome that because there's so many guys, gals, what have you, not just in wrestling, but even you go to professional sports, even that they don't adjust to that very well. They have to, you know, 
really be knocked down before they can really flourish. Um, you know, how have you really been taken? And I'm sure it's, you know, it may or may not be prevalent with you, but how have you really adjusted and overcame those negative thoughts, comments, what have you? To be honest, it's because, you know, I'm, I'm just so positive in general. Um, you know, people that hang out with me on the daily or people that, you know, I come to contact on the daily will tell you that, you know, not a negative thought can come out of my mind. You know, I, I'm very, uh, how can I say, if something bad happens the night before, I can easily, you know, meditate, think about it, work out, you know, do something to, you know, do something productive that's going to then change my mindset to that positive, determined, go go hard at it mindset. You know, bad things happen to people every day. Um, it depends on how you handle it. And at least that's what I believe. It depends on how you handle it. Um, and I handle things very well. So, you know, I'm, I, I don't see myself as ever succumbing to any type of negative thought. I see my positive energy always overpowering those negative thoughts or negative situations. And I can see myself flourish. And I think, like I said, that's a mindset that has come over the past couple of years. Definitely. Yeah, because you see so much so much negativity on the daily yeah it's it's tough for people and i understand why it's so tough for people so i think that's also another reason why i could overcome it is because i understand it and you know i've talked to so many people so i also like really appreciate everyone that is strong enough to you know talk about their feelings on social media you know that's not an easy thing to do is to express yourself so when you express yourself and you're able to you know, get that positive energy back from expressing yourself, it does make things a whole lot easier. And I'm very proud of all those people that have expressed themselves lately. Yeah, because, you know, you, you try to be as positive as, as you can on social media, with be Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, whatever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I got to the point, too, personally, where I got, you know, to the point, especially with the show, it's like, man, I'm just so negative. I, there's so much negativity out there that you don't, you don't want to sit and talk to, you know, gentlemen like yourself or LSG or whomever, or even Colin that, you know, have different views on the world or have different views on certain things. And you don't want to, you know, push that envelope a little bit. And it's like, you know what, just be positive, man. I go on on my online, I download one of those, the positivity apps. I said, dude, I'm just going to put one out every day. I'll put two out every day, whatever. Just try to make the day better for may not be me, may not be you. But it may be so and so, you know, in California or Hawaii or wherever across the world that will see that potentially. It's just life's too damn short, man, to you know constantly be on that negative. Yes, you have an opinion. I get that. Fine. You can you can certainly tell everybody that opinion, your opinion. But at the end of the day, it's going to come down to you know really what they want to take away from that. So exactly, we're here for a, a good time, not a long time, RJ. Exactly. That's a good song, too. Um, <laughs> but, you know, we're seeing, you know, a lot of this nostalgic nowadays with the bigger promotions, bringing guys in from other companies. You know, you see in Rusa or Miro, we'll call him now, yeah. in, in, in AEW going, oh, dismiss that because, oh, he's just a, he got he's made his name in WWE. Now they're just trying to, you know, go off of that. I'm like, well, yeah, that's smart business, obviously. But, 
you know, it brings up that, okay, that fantasy booking, the, you know, you hop into, I call it the wrestling DeLorean. <laughs> I love that. And you try to figure out, I always do this with all my guests, whomever it may be, whether it be, you know, musicians, comedians, wrestlers, talent, whatever. What you're hopping in the wrestling DeLorean, you're getting it at 80, 82 miles, 82 miles an hour. And you want to go back to the future. Hmm. What era are you going back to and why? Hmm. If I can, I guess if I could put myself in an era and I understand it's not that long ago, I would be going straight to Ruthless Aggression. I would love to wrestle like Eddie Guerrero, Rey Mysterio, you know, I would love to wrestle in that era, dude, That era, especially that era of SmackDown, like 2003, 2004, 2005. Whew. Every week it was like pay per view. Mm-hmm. They, they, I would love to be in that era. I, that was the era that I pretty much grew up on. Like I said, I when I was younger, it was mostly about like baseball. I was mm-hmm. heavily into baseball. I was heavily into video games and card games, the Yu Gi Ohs. Like I wasn't watching wrestling. I wasn't watching basketball. Wrestling started for me. Like I said like two thousand one. 2001 I started I really started watch, I started watching 2001 I really heavily was watching in 2002 and then by the time it hit 2003 man I was a full on mark <laughs> yeah. I was all over it every show every week anytime a show came to New York I had to go to it anytime like I was all over it I absolutely loved that era of wrestling Matt Hardy and MVP like ugh. That that to me that's my era. I would I would definitely go back to 2004 and just kick down Vince's door. <laughs> <laughs> let, 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 literally, right? <laughs> literally, just walk into his office and just kick it in. Yeah. Well, and and that's about the time that I got back into it too, because I grew up during you know my first first event I saw was um, WrestleMania, I went seven with Hogan and Slaughter. Damn. And that, that I was about, I think, oh, Christ, that was, what, 91? So I was about seven years old. I was about my son's age. And, you know, that's when, you know, that's that golden era in wrestling, you know, when everything stopped. You, it's one of those things where you see a lot of times now you get the football down in Texas. The whole town shuts down to go Friday nights to the high school football. But then it was like man that it was wwe wwf at that time that's all it was you had the nwa in the south but that was you know okay it wasn't on that national level yet but you know and then you get to that you know a couple years down the road you know i got out of it because it's like okay i got a little bit older got into school you know i got involved with baseball i didn't have time to sit there and watch you know watch these events but then i got back into about 96 97 i saw that monday night war kick off a of WCW and, uh, and WWE. Luckily enough, I grew up with, you know, a grandmother next door that had one of those big ass satellite dishes. Oh man. So we all had that grandma that had that big oh, ass. satellite dish. <laughs> she, was, she lived probably about 50 yards away. From, I always tell the story. So if you've heard it before, I apologize, but, uh, 50 yards away from me. So she ran a line to her house and line to our house. So I grew up fortunate enough. I grew up watching, you know, WCW Saturday night. I grew up watching Nitro because my parents didn't want to, want me to watch, you know, the Attitude Era of the WWE. 
because you know it, it, was, it wasn't wrestling. It was at entertainment. Yeah, it was, it was just crazy. And it was at Rash, and I'm like, so I saw, I'm like, I tuned in, I flip flipping through the channel, seeing TNT, and then I see Hogan, you know, a guy that I grew up watching, or the white and, or excuse me, the uh, yellow and uh, red. Now he's black and white, and he's got a beard, he's got a dark beard, and he's pissing everybody off. I'm like, oh, what the hell is this? So I, I sat there and sat down in front of it, and you know, that's when it started up again. And then I saw, you know, these TLC matches with Edge and Christian, the Hardys and the Dudleys yeah. at WrestleManias. I was sold. I was absolutely sold. Sold. And, you know, a bunch of us in high school, there's probably about a handful, maybe about five or six of us, we would travel each to each of our houses every month for a pay-per-view. Our parents would get the pay-per-view. We, you know, they buy it and then we'd just get the food. You know what I mean? That's when you had to buy, physically buy the pay-per-view. You didn't have the right? network. I'm like back back in my day, um, <laughs> but that's that's when wrestling was great, man. You know, and that was that from basically 2000, 2099 to two thousand three, like you said. That's when wrestling was, especially WWE, was absolutely on fire. One hundred percent, you know. But they also put so much effort into being on fire. Like the effort that I believe is put in now is is completely minuscule to the effort that they put in in those eras you know like i said that from 99 to like 2006 i think they were throwing in maximum effort like at all times every week like i remember seeing stuff like i know you know it's, it's a little bit different now but i remember seeing like we have a elimination chamber pay-per-view and then the very next night on raw it's a main event steel cage match you know when you hear that you're gonna you're gonna tune in like yeah. it, it's like inept as a wrestling fan you're like excuse me what what's happening didn't they just wrestle last night i gotta watch yeah they, they, they made you like like you were addicted you just had to watch mm -hmm. and i think that that's like the flaw right now is that not everything is must see while back then it was like every week something must see was happening yeah well, and, and, and i think now it's just there's so much out there now we're back you go back 20 30 years, whatever the case may be, there wasn't that much nah. that you could get your hands on or get, you know, flip the channel. You could watch literally every single wrestling event from coast to coast. Now you didn't have that. Then you had to literally go out of your way to go to your buddy and say, Hey, do you have that, that tape, that, that, tape, <laughs> um, yep. that tape tape, go Google it. If you don't know what the VHS tape is, <laughs> you need um, that tape. But you needed that tape. There was a buddy of mine in high school that he would record the uh, ECW pay-per-views and ECW mm -hmm. TV because up here, up here, when I'm growing up in Buffalo, it didn't come on until one or two in the morning. So he would set the VCR, record it. He'd make, he would rent that out. He was a blockbuster. You know what I mean? He would rent that out for like a buck, a buck or two a pop. And That's everybody, awesome. and he's like, dude, I'm like, I'm making all this money. I'm like, dude, he's like making 20 bucks a, a week or something in high school or in, uh, in like a freshman in high school. I'm like, dude, what the hell? <laughs> it was Blockbuster for Blockbuster. <laughs> yep, just, just getting them ECW tapes out, dude. Everyone wanted to see those. <laughs> but it was that main, mainstay here in the Northeast, as you know, you get that ECW, you know, you had to go, obviously go out of the way to get the WCW stuff, but yeah, it's just that it's just that stronghold. It just don't see nowadays because you see guys like you know. I talked with LSG about it. That ROH when they ran the Madison Square Garden, 
I'm like, that was a struggle for WWE. Now they're running the Barclays, the bigger arenas, all that stuff. Like, you don't, you know, you didn't see that. It's like, you go that, that they took that as an offense <laughs> back in the day. Yeah. Vince was pissed. Yeah. And, he and, was and not happy so. about that event. And, and rightfully so. Can't but blame. it's like, at the same time, you have to see the other side of the coin. It's like, okay, if you're not running it, I'm going to. The hell with you. That's the way it should be, though, you know? It, But I like that. I like that type of competition. And, like, when companies battle sometimes, like, that's what's best for the customers. When yeah. two companies go head-to-head and battle each other, the customers benefit off of that. Yeah. So I hope to see even more of that. I hope to see, like, AEW just, like, rent out the Barclay Center and piss off Vince. that would be like probably one of the biggest like every wrestling fan would be interested like forced to watch wrestling that week because they know they'll know exactly like what type of show they're gonna get because they'll know that this is a shot at vince and and they're gonna they're gonna butt heads about it like that's that's one thing that's great about wrestling too is that like when the fans get uh passionate and emotional it's gonna be a good show like, you just know it. And that's why everybody's so standoffish and they don't want to admit that they watch everything. It's like, dude, Wednesday night, you know, you go back, you know, growing up, you're watching the Monday Night Wars. Now, oh, you don't want to call it the Wednesday Night Wars because it's two different companies and they're not on the same level. I'm like, yeah, but when you're on a national worldwide television network like a TNT or USA or Fox or whatever. It's a competition, man. It's a competition. It, because there's just so much that you have to go through now that, you know, the advertisers or the talent, there's just so many, such a deep roster. You want to get, you want to try to get everybody involved, but at the end of the day, you really can't. Yeah, it's too many people for two hours. It's yeah. tough. Yeah. And, you know, everybody's like, oh, w, or Raw and SmackDown or whatever. Oh, it's three hours. I'm like, well, yeah, you try to write a show for three hours and then see if you if, see if you can do it because it's not that easy it's not it's very difficult to write a three-hour show um where you have so many different angles and storylines th- being thrown in every direction it is very difficult you know a lot of fans don't understand just how difficult it truly is until they you know get into that situation and then they realize how difficult it truly is um but one thing that everyone has to understand as well is that you can't please everybody. You know, you're going to make a move and people, some people are going to love it, but there's going to be the other side where some people are going to hate it. And as a Knicks fan, I deal with that every year, every year, every year, the Knicks draft someone and half the fan base hates them and half the fan base loves them every year. They were never on the same page, but yet we fill the garden every single night. Exactly. You get perfect example is Porzingis. Yeah. I was there draft night. It was loud. People were pissed. Everybody but then the pissed. very next night, everyone loved them. Exactly. Hey, dude, like, and that's why I tell everybody, I'm like, you don't have to say, hey, I'm just going to watch AEW on Wednesday, or I'm going to watch NXT on Wednesday, or I'm going to watch Raw or SmackDown. Watch what you want. There's so yeah, much watch, out there. Watch everything. everything Hell, watch is... independent. Watch independent TV. That's fine. Seriously, <laughs> IWTV and Fight TV has some of the best matches you could possibly ever see. Just, yeah. You just got to look out for it, bro. You got you got to go you make that effort. Um, now you know obviously with this you know, the way the epidemic is now the pandemic, mm-hmm. you know gyms are just starting to reopen. Thank how God. are you exactly? How were you you know affected by obviously with the gyms being closed? Did you end up doing something at home or did you basically you know just try to 
make the best out of a bad situation regarding you know your your gym regiment that you said oh no i didn't care uh nothing was going to stop me from the gains before the gym shut down i started making some really really crazy progress um and i didn't want to lose that i i mean it was it was a difficult struggle i did gain a little bit of weight you know we all had our moments during that quarantine where we just wanted to sit there and eat and watch some watch food wars you know watch some (laughs) anime we all we we all wanted that, but you know, they, they, there was definitely days in my head where I said, no, I put it down. I bought some dumbbells. I got it right here next to me. If you can't even hear the clanking, like there you go. I got, I got dumbbells. I got, I got, um, resistance bands everywhere. I have resistance bands tied to my bed so I could get out of bed and just start like as soon as I start the day. So, you know, that's pretty much what I did all quarantine. I, 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 I was going crazy, uh, with the at-home workouts, and uh, luckily I have a friend, uh, Reg, who has, like, a bench press in his, in his backyard, so I was going to his backyard doing bench press. He is in phenomenal shape as well, so, dude, I did not care. Quarantine did not stop me from wanting to get these gains. I went yeah. head in, and then as soon as the gyms opened up, I was there day one lifting, and I've been lifting every single day ever since. Yeah, it could have been such a different time or different aspect of it if it didn't happen in March and into the summer. Imagine if this happened like the middle of winter. Is obviously being in the Northeast as you are, you can respect to be in the cold winters that it, they are. Oh yeah, they're they're terrible. And I can't stand it, it. Yeah, I'm I born can't in imagine. December and I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> like you can you, you can do those outside uh, workouts or something to probably shock the system a little bit but oh yeah i was sweating i was outside sweating i bought a bike i was running i was doing pull-ups on trees i didn't care yeah <laughs> i was i wanted to be ready when that first show came around i didn't want to be one of those guys that you know here comes the first show up in two weeks and now i gotta like really stress my body in order mm-hmm. to be ready for the, no, I wanted someone to say, hey, we're going to run a show. All right, bet. Matt Vertigo's clearly ready. Yeah. I wanted to be that. Yeah, because you don't want to be that guy. And I'm sure there's a few out there and that, that it's happened to. You don't want to get back to that first match and get blown up within five minutes, you know? <laughs> exactly. And that didn't happen. Yeah. I'm not, no, I, I didn't want to get blown up. No, and it, and it might be one of those things, too. You're definitely going to be ready for the 24th, you know? And 100%. it's definitely going to be showing because, like you said, you had this four-way at the last show. It's like, dude, you know, a lot of people will dismiss a lot of these four-ways or five-ways or what triple threats. I'm like, it takes a lot more to do those types of matches than it does a singles match, in my opinion. I'm telling you. That's why I like to call myself the master of the multi man because I go into those things with just this crazy different mindset. You know, one-on-one, you got to focus on one person. You know, you got to train for one person. Uh, any type of multi-man, whether it's a triple threat, fatal four-way, six-man scramble, it, it, it eight-man scramble, it, it doesn't really matter. You have to go into it completely different than any other matchup you could possibly think of. There's no way you're going to memorize seven other men's movesets and yeah. what they do and when they're going to do it and how they're going to do it. You're not going to have time for that. You got to focus on you. And that's what I do in these matches. I When I go into a multi-man I focus on me. I focus on where I am in the ring, who's in the ring with me, and like what type of move I know that can put out that opponent. You know, notice I, I you know, I'll bring it up at at, at um that last fatal four way, KTB, he got the, in my opinion, the like 
strongest um, spine buster that I could possibly get. Because I know KTB is going to get up from that. So I made sure that he was going to get put down with a spine buster 100%. Especially after those crazy Muay Thai knees that KTB loves to throw. (laughs) He was going to get hit. So that's, you know, and then if you notice, you know, as the match progressed, I started hitting him even harder and harder. Because I know that he's going to be the, the troublesome one. But even then, Whisper came out with the win anyway. So that's what I'm saying. These multi-man matches, you got you to gotta go into every single one differently compared to a singles match. Where if you are the champion and you know exactly who you're opponent, sometimes you don't have to change up your game. You know, you can run the same game in a singles match. You could run that same game back six times. But in a multi-man, it's going to change. Every match is going to change. Every moment's going to change. So you got to be ready for everything. That's the reason why I, I have this. That's the reason why I'm always ready. Be yeah. ready. Well, yeah. And then it's just like, because you don't know, you know, as you know, it, the independent scene can always change because you don't know who, you know, something happens with, especially with the virus, man. Somebody tests positive or something. Okay, now you got to figure this. You got so many moving parts. is always subject to change. Yeah, it's so always so many moving. Yeah, but it's just it's just unreal. It's like you, you see so many people try to dismiss these multiple multiple man matches. I'm like, dude, you got to figure out if there's whether it be three, four, five, whatever. You have to figure in your head what to do. Nine times out of ten, correct me if I'm wrong. You're probably calling it in the ring. Correct me if I'm wrong. Sure. But, you know what I mean? Because there's just so much moving, so many moving parts that, you know, everybody has to get all their stuff in, whether it be one, two, three, four, whatever moves you have to, you know, you get in mm-hmm. those those points. But, but, yeah, it's just unreal, man. But um, we got a couple of listeners' questions. Um, What's up? What's up? So my buddy over at the Good Cop, Bad Cop Wrestling Podcast, Matt and Graham, want to know, what is your favorite Hitchcock movie? Ah oh, man, I, I saw it on Twitter. I was gonna answer <laughs> it there. I'm glad I waited, but I mean, like, I'm gonna be real honest with you guys. I'm not really heavily into movies. I don't watch a lot of movies. Um, I'm mostly watching. Like I said, it's mostly rest. It's like sports, anime, uh, a couple of shows. But I'm really into animated series. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I don't watch too many movies at all. So a lot of the times you watch, you ask me a movie question, I'm gonna be like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> that, that that one. So, but, but what are you watching anime wise? What are you watching as far as those shows? Uh, right now I just finished, like I said, Food Wars. That that series just ended. Brilliant series. So sad. Um, my you know my hero academia's uh, God of High School. Tower of God. There's there's a lot. I I I watch on end. Like I can start. I I start a new series every week. <laughs> Go right like through that. it, man. Go right through it, man. And the, but that's the thing. It's like I get Netflix Netflix now. I'm like, I, I'm on those certain kicks where you want to watch like crime now or crime TV shows or whatever. I'm like, I'm just finishing up. I'm on the last season of um, uh, Shit's Creek. Okay. And I'm like, I got, I get something different, man, because you know, you watch the same stuff over and over, whether you be wrestling or whatever. I'm like, you gotta watch something different. But uh, I'm like, yeah, I just gotta get it. I'm like, I just gotta put it off a little bit long. I'm like, I don't want to watch it. You know, I gotta get that little time frame in between them. But um, Graham also asked too, and this is all his fault because he wanted to make sure that it was him that asked it because he didn't want to <laughs> offend anybody, uh, whether it be Matt or anybody else. But um, he asked, when you're in the ring, I'm, I'm paraphrasing because I didn't write it down because I knew I'd remember it. Um, yeah. 
have you ever been uh how can i put this screw it we might as well go balls deep in um have you ever been (laughs) thrown gotten sick on thrown up on or had any aspect of that or heard of that in in the in the scene me no i've never gotten thrown up on or like anything i i've never had any of those situations um i've had someone like throw a snot rocket at me before that that's probably like that kind of, that, we'll, we'll count that one i'm like i'm, I'm yeah, like, i've had a snot rocket thrown you know brandon kirk's a piece of shit but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure you're not the only one that's happened to though but uh um no and i, I messaged him like did you really want me to have like, yeah go ahead what the hell why not i'm like all right man but um well, side note, I was actually, I'm working, well, not right now because we're not running, but I work for uh, Upstate Professional Wrestling up here in Rochester as a uh, backstage interviewer and all that stuff. We actually had a, we actually had a guy, we, he was in, I forgot when it was, it was last year, and they, we did a War Games match. Ooh. And he, he, he's a veteran in the area, but I'm, Go Google it. You'll figure out very close. I'm not going to call him out now, but um, he was nervous. He's nervous at the curtain. I'm like, dude, just relax, breathe, whatever, trying to ease his nerves and ever, whatever. And sure as shit, goes out in the ring. And I'm not watching the monitor. All of a sudden, you have one of the refs come back. You, we need towels. We need towels. So-and-so just threw up all over the place. Oh, my God. Poor Literally dude. threw up on one of his opponents, too. And I'm like, dude, you might want to get those towels out there now. And, oh my God. and it was one of those things, I forgot what it was. I forgot what the um, dude um, does it online. He does all like the, the bloopers or whatever from all the independent shows. Matthew. Um, yeah, Matthew, there you go. Okay. And made that on YouTube. And he, he graciously accepted it, promoted it. I'm like, dude, I'm like, hey, it is what it is, man. You got to take the best, or you got to take the bad with the good, I guess. But still, man, that's unreal. <laughs> That is a pretty uh, good story to tell, you know, how I got famous by throwing up on my opponent. You know? Exactly. And that, <laughs> that is a pretty good story to tell. And, and, and it's funny, because, and that was the main event, so there wasn't anything going on after it. So I'm like, everybody's avoiding. Thank God. And it, it was, was in the, the corner. <laughs> and it was, in the, it was isolated in the corner one of the of the ring. Everybody, time and time again, avoided that area, avoided that area. I'm like, well, no shit. <laughs> but, That's you jokes, know, dude. On a lender, get that king of transition that I am. We're gonna go to something different. I don't know how we can transition to something else, but I'm trying to. (laughs) Um, At the end of the day, you know, you've been doing this, like I said, nine, almost ten years. At the end of the day, when it's time to hang it up, you know, hey, enough is enough. Wherever it may be, whether you're on the independents, whether you're on one of the bigger promotions, whatever the case may be. What do you, at the end of the day, what do you want the legacy of Matt Vertigo? to be when you see kids like my son eight years old want to get into business what does what do you want that Matt vertical legacy to be honestly i want I, I honestly just want to be a role model i want to put smiles on people's faces that's what really does it for me at these shows you know um like i said when i was younger it was all about the wrestling it was all about me trying to prove to myself how good i was or me trying to you know prove people wrong and you know, I've I've evolved from that. You know, it's no longer just about that. I want to put smiles on people's faces. I want kids to look up to me. You know, I want to be a role model. I want to answer questions and help young talent. 
I want to push young talent. I want to see people grow. I want to see everyone around me eat. Like I said, I'm just a positive dude. And wrestling really changed my life. So legacy, dude, outside of the clear answer of I want to be the greatest pro wrestler ever. You know, if you're in the business and you don't want to be the greatest, you're doing the wrong thing. You, I want to be the best I possibly can be. But I also want to help push others to be the best they possibly can be. You know, I want to do Make-A-Wish. You know, Make-A-Wish is a dream for me. Um, and I could tell you that, you know, you probably might not get that answer from a lot of, uh, you know, other people. But I want to be a, I want to do a, the Make-A-Wish challenge. I want to have I want to go to hospitals and, you know, reach out to these kids. And, you know, I want to go places and reach out to people that are struggling and make them feel like they don't. Like the struggle is worth the reward, you know, or or that it's okay to to, to struggle. It's okay to go through hard times. You know, you got to look at all the beautiful and positive things in life. And that's what I want. Like, I just want happiness, man. I want everyone to be happy and everyone to just enjoy life the the best they can, whether it's for a long time or for a short time. I want people to be happy, dude. Well, you can't get much better than that. You can't get uh, an ending much better than that. Stay positive. Get, go out on a positive note. But There you go, man. Um, ways people can get a hold of you, social medias, uh, shirt stores, what have you. Uh, just plug what you got. Yeah, dude. Thank you. Um, yeah, man. You could always follow me on Twitter, at uh, Matt Vertigo. You could follow me on Instagram. That's where I post a lot. Like Twitter, you know, it's Twitter. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of my media you know, pictures, videos, uh, I make my own music videos and stuff, you know, that's all on Instagram, Matt underscore Vertigo underscore pro. Um, you could check out my merch stores. I have two. Uh, you could check out my drip shop on pro wrestling tees and you could check out vertigo apparel at teesprings.com slash store slash vertigo apparel. Um, and if you ever want to reach out to me, you know, my DMs are always open. I'm not one of those guys that closes off his DMs. You know, you could always message me. I'll always shoot you a message. So, you know, bring it on, guys. You know, let's spread the love. Let's spread the love of the of the drip movement. Let's get you all to join the drip movement. Well, there you have it, folks. If you're not not following Matt, I highly, highly suggest you do so. And also go over right now and order uh, the uh, shadows presented by uh, Synergy yeah. Wrestling coming up on, oh, coming up October 24th on Fight TV. So go over to Fight.TV, order it right now or whenever it's available. I'm sure it's available now. Go over, order it now. It's gonna order be it now. Best, it's gonna be the best money you've ever spent. Trust me. Seriously. Um, you're not only gonna see obviously Matt take on LSG, but you see so many other great matches um, on this card. Um, and go over and follow Synergy as well. Um, but you know, you've heard me preach that so much, but Matt, thank you so much for coming on and good luck on the uh, 24th. Yeah, dude. Thank you. It was a pleasure being here. Um, it was a pleasure being able to, you know, talk to your fans. Um, and I can't wait to be back. This is not a one and done. We're definitely going to run this back and do it again, brother. A big thank you goes out to Matt Vertigo himself for coming on this week's episode of the ringside rant. If you're not following him on all your social medias, make sure you're doing that. Make sure that you are following his great, great wrestling career as it goes higher and higher each and every time he steps between the ropes. So go give him a follow. Go buy his merch. 
and check him out October the 24th at Synergy Pro Wrestling only on Fight.tv as he faces LSG and is what is going to be a great, great match at Barn Burner, if you will. But make sure you go follow him, follow Synergy Pro Wrestling, follow Fight.tv. Such a great streaming site over there at Fight.tv. Go over there, make sure that you're a member of that great site and streaming each and every wrestling event that they offer because, quite frankly, they are the best out there right now. So, with that being said, go over and follow them, follow Synergy Pro Wrestling, follow Mr. Matt and Vertigo. Also, the podcast of the week is none other than Casio's Cut. That's right, the man, the myth, the legend himself, the candy liquor commander, Casio Kid, each and every Tuesday, brings to you his own slice of heaven, his own slice of comedic talent. Uh, he brings in his lovely, lovely wife, Big Booty Judy. He brings in all of you great listeners out there of the Ringside Rant and Casio's Cut in what he calls What's in Casio's Box. And each and every guest gets that same question. What's on your Mount Rushmore of Little Debbie's? This is great content, guys. He brings in the likes of Mr. Dave Silva, the one and only, hey, hey, it's Conrad Thompson, Tony Schiavone, He's had the likes of Mr. Corey Ryan Forster himself on. He brings the comedians on that he has come across on his road trips across the great country of ours and across the great state of Alabama as well. So if you are not subscribed to Casio's Cut across all your major podcasting platforms, I highly suggest you go do that right now while you're listening to the Ringside Rant in the background. Follow him on social media at Casio's Cut across all your major social media platforms. Subscribe on your podcasting platform of choice. Heck, go over and subscribe and put on those notifications over on YouTube. Because if you think he does a great job on a podcast, you can watch him right there on YouTube as well. So it's a win-win for everybody. So go give him a follow. Give him a follow. His personal page, that is. At the Casio Kid, follow the show's page at Casio's Cut. And as always, make sure you head over and subscribe, rate, and review for the Ringside Rant. Welcome to Ranters Nation. Have you ever tried to explain why there's so much blood on those tissues in the garbage can in the bathroom to your partner? Well, times like that are over, thanks to my friends over at Manscaped. The Lawnmower 3.0 is the perfect tool for a safe and satisfying Manscaped job. So you can trim up the hedges to satisfy your partner. The new Lawnmower 3.0 is designed with a compact shape for easy maneuvering while wet or dry because let's face it guys everything is better when it's wet it is also featuring precision engineering blades for a safe trimming in well let's say those sensitive areas so you don't have to curse every time you try to shave so go over to manscape.com right now and use the promo code 
Ranters Nation to get 20% off your entire order and free shipping. That's amazing, isn't it? Free shipping in addition to 20% off by just visiting manscaped.com and using the promo code Ranters Nation.